4: Hey, how the hell are you?
2: <laughs> Look at that jump in the gun. Wow. I'm fine. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> Much better this week. We ironed that stuff out with last podcast. Ended up being a good thing. Yeah. They took care of it on their end pretty quickly. Want to thank those guys. So thanks last podcast on the left, fellas. It was Henry that reached out to me. He was my contact. So
4: it ended up being okay. The devil on your side. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we did, however, as a result of that, we took down our Tea Public shop. But that's not because of the last podcast. That was because of a number of other things that were sort of brewing in the background. But you know what? It's a good thing. We're gonna retire all those designs from Tea Public. If we find another print on demand place we want to work with, we might do that. But our goal now is to silk screen all of the designs.
4: they will be better quality and we can keep track of how things are going and, and
2: Like you said, I can actually make more from my artwork than teach the Public does.
4: That's the thing as an artist, isn't it? Like when you see other people making more money from your creations than you...
2: Yeah. And it's fine. I mean, that's what they do. They provide a service for them. Yeah. But the other thing this allows us to do, it keeps letting us work with Forest Passage Printing, who printed our Awoken Tree shirts and who print... They printed several years Albatwitch Day shirts. I'm not sure if they did last year's or not, but I think they'll be doing them again next year. They do a wonderful job and they treat us really well so it allows us to support another independent business and have our friends make our merch you know
4: that always feels a lot better <laughs>
2: yeah, it ends up being a good thing so what we'll probably do is we'll bring the designs back one at a time we'll do a, a pre-order whoever wants that design can order it and then we'll make a few more mm-hmm. than actually pre-ordered and then We'll move to another design a short time later. I don't, I don't think we'll do it monthly, but well, every now and then we'll do it, you know, bring the designs back.
4: I know my mother thought this was a phase, but um, you really can't have too many T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> like if the amount of band T-shirts and, you know, et cetera, T-shirts that the two of us have had over our lives.
2: I know. I've got shirts.
4: Older than a lot of our friends.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, on tonight's show, I'm going to be talking with Charlie. Charlie has an account from when he was young of a sinister bunny.
4: I always find those quizzical because you know I think of bunnies as being the most benign, sweet, amazing creatures. It's not
2: quite a bunny man. Mm. I want to call it a bunny man, but it's not. I think I'd be forcing it into that box mm-hmm. if I was to call it that. I kind of want to put it in that category because <laughs> we haven't had a bunny man in a while, and I, you know, you know, I like the bunny man. Well,
4: I mean, like do we have to have a subvariant from different animals? Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, the question was was it a man or was it a just a bunny, a just bunny. a giant bunny that was at the foot of his bed? Yeah. I don't know. Charlie also has encounters with other weird entities which maybe or maybe not related to abduction stuff, some strange stuff in the woods, which maybe or maybe not Bigfoot stuff. We'll talk to Charlie in a moment. I want to thank our patrons first. Thank you so much patrons. Without your support, there would be no Strange Familiars. Thank you for your help. If you like Strange Familiars and you'd like to help support us and get extra content besides, you can become a patron at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Strange Familiars. All of our patrons get two full exclusive episodes of Strange Familiars every month. Plus, they get commercial-free versions of the regular shows every week. Again, patreon.com slash Familiars if you want to help out.
4: I wanted to mention that we did get some prizes this week in the mail, and I wanted to say thank you. We got a cute postcard from um, the other Athol.
2: Oh, yeah. Maddie sent us a postcard from the other Athol, which was in Iowa? Idaho? Idaho. Idaho. Idaho, yes. And John, who was on a few episodes ago, who had the Bigfoot come out of the woods and either sign back to him or else mimic whatever something. Oh, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. He sent a really cool Bigfoot ornament for us.
4: Where there's literally the woods is coming out of Bigfoot. Yeah, it's really cool. So
2: thank you both for that. Yes, yeah, very thoughtful. Thank you for reminding me of that, Allison.
4: You know I love mail.
2: Mail is good. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and talk to Charlie. Charlie. All right, tonight we're talking with Charlie, who's going to share with us some strange experiences from his past. How you doing tonight, Charlie?
5: I'm doing well, doing well. Ready to uh, sit down and chat through some of these stories. I did a little discovering ahead of time, actually. Found out some more information about them than I, th- I thought I knew. So. How far back do these go? Uh, back to, um, well, technically I guess back to about... I was two or three. I, I don't remember that far back, but uh, uh, spent some time going over some stories with my mom. Just basically, her mentioning that uh, basically, in and around toddler age, I started uh, showing signs that maybe I was communicating with some folks that she couldn't see. <laughs>
2: well, that's the goodest place to start as any
5: yeah I mean, I, I guess even even before I was born, uh, we'll go back. my my mum actually grew up with some abilities of her own. Um, she had had some experiences with seeing things in her house. Uh, she had seen an indigenous man in her bedroom one night um, who actually came up and he was he was very angry and and uh, came up and slapped her across the face. And uh, she actually, she got up and ran into the bathroom and she had the handprint on her face. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, she, she had these abilities. Apparently her grandmother also had some abilities. So, and, and she had uh, had what she had thought were dreams with her grandmother when her grandmother had passed coming to her um, and explaining she was lonely and uh, my, my mom's. Uh, grandfather was there and, and uh, he ended up passing like a day or two later so she definitely had these abilities now she mentioned when I was about two or three that I was speaking to that grandmother who had passed I didn't really know her well I was I was quite young and and you know had spent a little time with her but you know my mom would catch me talking to somebody and she'd ask who I was talking to and Say I was talking to her grandmother, um, and would describe her and stuff, and you and, uh, know, say like she was she was there, she was hanging around us, she was watching over us. Um, so I, I don't remember that. Just just what my mom has has told me about that. And I guess uh, as as a child, I, I did suffer night terrors quite often, um, to the point of just as being hysterical, not being able to calm me down.
2: Mm. Do, uh, now, do you remember these? Like, or, or remember the feeling? Or is this just I, something I, your, your mom told you about?
5: Well, I know the feeling because I still have them as an adult.
2: <laughs> oh, fun. Great fun.
5: Yeah. I find that there are certain times they're worse than others. I have also found that if I take some CBD oil or THC oil or a combo of both before I go to bed, I don't have them. Interesting. But if I- Yeah, yeah. There was a time I I, I stopped doing that for a while to see, you know, I I suffer from insomnia as well, to see if that had gone away and I stopped taking that stuff. And sure enough, the night terrors came back. Um, So I remember the feeling it's, I would say it's not quite sleep paralysis. I've had that maybe just a couple times through my life that I remember anyways. Um, But it's it's close to, it's close to that, that feeling of not being able to move. But it's more of just a frozen in fear kind of feeling, hmm. uh, you know, the heart racing, the basically the the fear just lingering, even though you know you're awake, but it, it's still in you, like a, a fight or flight response. Usually a, a flight or freeze for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know of of these of these night terrors. Now I thought this this was a night terror. But after speaking to my mom, um, getting getting some more information around it, um, so this was the bunny visitors that I had emailed you about. Basically, what this was is, and and I got so the age was about I was about six or seven. We had just moved from one house to a new house, and it it kind of just started in and around that time, and it lasted about lasted about a month. Is what my mom said. So what was happening is my my mom would come into the room because I would be screaming hysterical and I'd be pointing at the end of my bed and, and saying that there was a big white bunny, big teeth, um, abnormally sized. My my mom said that I would describe it as being very big, not like your standard white rabbit. Mm-hmm. So she would come in and and uh, you know thought I was having nightmares, but. After she would be in my room, and this is the part I didn't remember or recall her telling me about, kind of creeped me out. She said that even after she came into the room, I would be insisting that it was still there staring at me. Oh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently that's what it would do. It would sit at the end of my bed and it would just stare at me. It didn't ever do anything, it didn't come towards me, it would just sit and stare. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So, basically, my mom told me, just based off of her own experiences, to ask it why it was there. I was too freaked out to to do that. She told me to tell it to go away, um, that it should leave me alone. Uh, and she said eventually she came in my room and we both just yelled at this bunny at the end of my bed. She said she bought me a dream catcher and stuff, and then shortly after, it kind of it just it stopped.
2: For anyone listening, that is sound advice, actually. Just ask it to go away. I've had a number of people contact me that were, you know, very upset and say, you know, please help me. This thing's bothering me. It's bothering my child, whatever the case is. And my first advice, is, you know, the, and this is based on things, Brother Richard told me, this is things based on, you know, other people who've been doing this longer than I have told me. Just first thing, just ask it to go away. Tell it you're upsetting me. You're scaring me. Please stop and go away. And it has an amazing success rate uh the, the number of people who've you know have come back and told me hey it worked is pretty high so that's you know it's pretty sound advice at least to tr- try that first
5: yeah exactly yeah and i mean it's it seemed to have worked in 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 this case um mm-hmm. don't know that i've seen the bunny again uh, not that i remember anyways <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, if you do i expect a call.
5: Oh, for sure.
2: <laughs> so, do you remember the anything about the bunny just that it was there and it was white, you said?
5: Yeah, it was white, had really big teeth, that it was larger than just a normal bunny. And I don't know like cuz I don't fully recall this stuff from for whatever reason in and around that time period in my life, I don't have a lot of memories of it which I wonder about as well. <laughs> why, why don't I remember much around that time period? But I, I do recall that it, I, in what I flash back to is it stood up on its hind legs, not, you know, like it, it looked almost more cartoon like in the fact that it didn't, it didn't sit like a normal bunny. It would be up on its hind legs.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
5: That's really all I recall of that.
2: Do you remember anything else about the way it looked? It was just just white?
5: or just white. Um, The red eyes. So, like, the white bunnies do have the the red eyes. Um, And just really large teeth. I recall them not looking like bunny teeth. Like, you know, the two big front teeth.
3: Mm -hmm.
5: I remember it having more of, like, a creepy, like, big, I don't know, just big, like, Non bunny looking teeth. I
2: don't know how to. Well, it's not quite a bunny man,
5: but I'm gonna, you know,
2: I kind of want to put it in yeah. that category.
5: Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I wish. I wish I remember better.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Do you remember about how tall it stood, like at the end of your bed?
5: I would say, from this one one image I have in my mind, I would say it was a good two or three feet like it was big
2: right right so you know probably not man size but bigger than a pet bunny
5: well much bigger than a pet bunny
2: yeah yeah i love the the creepy bunny stories and um as a rabbit owner i still love them
5: well and i've owned rabbits later in my earlier childhood and then again as an adult uh and i love bunnies Mm -hmm. uh, but and i don't know what this was like i I don't think my house was haunted. Mind you, something else happened in that house as well. Um it didn't it didn't feel like anything like that. Like I just I don't know what it was. You know, I tried to look up this kind of stuff and other than yeah, bunny man, I just I can't I can't figure out what this would have been. Um and to still be there after I'm awake. That's the part that really creeped me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Now my mom I should I should say that has abilities or had she basically blocked them out. So by this point in her life, she wasn't seeing anything. Huh. After that thing happened, she kind of, like I did with this bunny visitor, basically shut it off. She she pictured closing a door in her mind, and she shut it all away. So at this point, you know, I'm seeing something. She can't see it. Maybe if she still had those abilities or was still open to that part, she might have seen something. I, I don't know.
2: Um, That's really interesting. Literally picturing shutting a door and just willfully shutting it off. I don't blame her. I just, you know, I don't, I don't know if I've heard that before. That's really interesting.
5: Yeah, she's just kind of like ignored it. And with enough time of, of of ignoring it, and you know, picturing shutting that door, it, it just went away.
2: Well, I've often likened it to, uh, you know, like drawing or something, you know, when somebody says, you know, I have this ability, and I'll often say, well, you know, it's not, it's not a magic power we all have access to it. I think it just comes a lot easier to some people. And if you think of it like that, I mean, if you can stop drawing and you, and stop practicing drawing and I imagine you'd lose a measure of that skill if you just stopped entirely.
5: Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And that, uh, you know, I, I think now, you know, at this stage in my life, I'm kind of starting to explore that. And I feel like a lot of these memories are, are coming back and, you know, maybe I'm noticing things a little more often now because I'm, I'm kind of exploring that aspect of myself again.
2: Um, oh yeah. Yeah. You do. You know, as soon as you kind of tune into that, you know, radio channel or whatever you want to call it, you're going to start noticing stuff. Absolutely.
5: Um, dude, ever since I actually, you emailed me back, I've had something weird happen that I, I was going to get to do. <laughs> okay.
2: Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Well, let's let's was- move on to the next thing after the bunny. I'll I'll spend too much time on the bunny given the opportunity. Yeah.
5: This next one was really weird too, and it happened in the same house. Uh, I would say maybe a couple years later. I'm thinking I was maybe I was maybe not. I'm thinking maybe ten actually, maybe ten at this point. So my sister used to we used to have sleepover. She'd come sleep in my room. Um, It'd be an excuse just to stay up late. Sure,
3: yeah.
5: yeah. My mom nuts coming in if I have to come. (laughs) Um, So this was one of those nights my sister was was sleeping in my room. Now my bed was pushed up against one wall. So she was on that side, the wall side, and then I was on the side that was just, you know, open to the rest of the room. So we had fallen asleep, and I woke up to my sister kind of shaking my shoulder and then poking at me, right? And I wake up and I'm kind of like, what's going on? And like, I was kind of, I remember being a little mad. I was like, why are you waking me up? And all of a sudden, like I could hear, she had like this panic in her voice. She was whispering and she's pointing over to my side of the bed. So I turn and look and there was this like glowing orange figure looked like a little girl and she was kind of sitting beside the bed so she's glowing orange looks like a little girl with like black hair but the part that freaked me out was her eyes they were like all black and mm. like much larger than a normal eye they looked like a like the gray alien eyes almost but a little smaller and not as oblong i guess they were more horizontal mm-hmm had that look to them that shape again i i I look at this thing and this this figure and i i tell my sister just close your eyes and you know when you wake up it's going to be gone just close your eyes i'm thinking at this point i'm having a dream so i'm telling her just close your eyes go to sleep it'll be gone so I, i try to follow my own advice and i close my eyes and i'm laying there and i look again and it's still there so, like, I, and, I, and I remember, like, my sister was holding my hand the whole night. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she gripped on, turned away. And I think she fell asleep. And I remember being awake for a bit. And every time I kept looking, this, the, I kept thinking, like, okay, now I'll really be awake and it's not going to be there. But every time I, I rolled over, she was there still. Oh. Um, and, that, yeah, like, it just it just lingered, just staring at us. Didn't say anything. I didn't try to communicate with it,
2: and it was sitting down.
5: Just sitting down beside the bed just on the floor. On the floor, yeah. My bed was kind of lower, so like it was pretty much as I'm laying in bed. Like its head is like, like I could see basically from like just below the shoulders up. But I like the first time I looked over, I kind of leaned, so I got most of the body. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I, you know, I laying there, freaked out, and but eventually I just fell back asleep. You think I would have got up and ran, or not gone to sleep at all? But uh, I would say within you know 10-15 minutes of uh, if I'm trying to judge the time it's hard to now going back in my memories it seemed like a really long time but I I don't know that it was eventually I fell back asleep the weirdest thing to me is that the next morning we woke up and we said nothing to each other Mm mhm I woke up and I thought, Well, that was a terrifying dream, but it it was so real that I remember the next day we were going to the beach, and every time I closed my eyes to go swimming, like I got like a flash back to that face, like it oh, was like wow. in my memory for like weeks. I was terrified I had a really hard time sleeping, and still never asked my sister about it. I thought well, that you know it was a dream, and then it wasn't until. I was 32 so two years ago I asked my sister about it because I started getting back into this stuff through through COVID like I've always kind of been in and out of you know the paranormal Mm -hmm. aliens all that kind of stuff but really started feeling passionate about it again I decided I'm gonna ask her like called her up one day and I was like do you remember this and she's like oh my god yeah oh wow She's like, I thought that was a dream. Like she started freaking out. She's like, I thought that was a dream. I'd never talked to you about it because I, I thought it was a dream. And I described it. I was like, I was like, what did it look like? You know, to see if she saw the same thing. And she described it exactly the same.
2: That's that was my question. Yeah. To see if she saw exactly what you saw. Oh, that's weird. Wow.
5: But, yeah, it was just so realistic. And the the part that just bugs me is that we never said anything to each other the next day. Like, I find that part really weird that we just did our business. I, you know?
2: I do hear that, but it's usually from, like, two adult men that saw Bigfoot or something. And, like, one of them will talk to me and, I'm like, I don't know why, but we never talked about that. You know, which, if it's two adult men, you figure, well, it was a weird experience. Maybe they just didn't want to, like break down that barrier or whatever, just, you know, dwell on the weirdness or whatever the case. But when, with this two kids, you'd think he would have talked about it, you know, like, Hey, remember that?
5: Yeah. Well, and especially at that age too, like I know I was just kind of starting to get into stuff, just, you know, like I was starting to get into that kind of world. Like I was interested in the paranormal at that stage, I would say. So, so like, it wouldn't have been super abnormal for me to be like, Oh my God, like something actually happened, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) Never saw the same thing again.
5: Never saw it again. You know, and and again, like I, I asked my sister, I was like, so did you have anything else weird happen there? And she said the only thing she ever had happen was she heard a man yelling from the basement But we we lived in townhouses that were attached like we had a house on either side of us. So uh, no one was home, she said. But I, I find you know, it could have been a neighbor, um, you know, without there. I can't I can't really tell. But nothing else weird happened there that made me think it had something to do with the house itself. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know you know what the the I don't you might actually not know what this show is cuz I think it was a Canadian show. Uh, there was this Canadian animated series called Reboot?
2: No, never. Not familiar with it.
5: Yeah, there was a character on that show that kind of looked like this this figure. I remember thinking that back then I was like it kind of looks like that like when I looked at it, it, like, it kind of looks like this character from this, this show but yeah it was a weird Canadian animated show <laughs> yeah that was probably the last thing that happened for me childhood wise it seems and I feel like this is kind of backwards from what I normally hear as soon as I kind of hit puberty and like teenage years nothing really happened mm-hmm. it kind of like i didn't experience anything i don't know if it was just cuz i was focused on other things or what it was but yeah and there's kind of a, a a blip where nothing really happened now with these two experiences i'm starting to wonder because i've got back into things again been doing a lot of meditating that sort of thing and and in my meditations have like had flashes like from if, I'm, if I, I was doing this meditation on astral projection just to see something that's always kinda interested me. But I, I started, you know, getting this tingling all over my body when I'm doing this meditation. And I started getting like these weird flashing images of these beings kinda leaning over and looking at me. Mm. I couldn't really see much of them except for just like an outline, right? So you know, I had this happening and had some. I, I had COVID recently a couple weeks back, and uh, in in my feverish state, also started having these things. These images flashed to me, and again, it could just be fever dreams or whatever. But I, I I kept feeling like not that there was a presence in my house, but like I was flashing back to a time where something was around me Mm -hmm. and part of me wonders if these experiences had something to do with an abduction type experience i I had a psychic medium tell me recently that she believes i have been abducted other than these two scenarios i if it happened i don't remember it (laughs) right
2: yeah and and you you know i have to be very careful about you know, encouraging that or or leading someone down that pathway, because, you know, just because I feel like I experienced blank, you know, then I start asking questions. But, you know, when you're describing something standing by your bed, and you're describing those black eyes, I,
5: you know, my mind immediately went there anyway. Exactly. And looking back, I mean, at the time, I thought ghost. Mm -hmm, Sure. Yeah looking back, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And I have some stuff like that that kind of lingers in my childhood, you know, stuff that I was, I was originally thinking dreams. And then, you know, just like you, the more I got into this, the more I started looking at things. And then when I had adult quote unquote, abduction experiences. So I always qualify that. I don't think I ever left my bed, but whatever these weird experiences where I started looking back on some of these things, I remember from my childhood and going, oh, was that exactly what I thought it was? Or is that something else? The answer is, I don't know.
5: We probably won't know, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, that's, you know, that's probably, that's the huge thing with all this. You know, there's so many question marks all around it, which is why we have to, to an extent, rely on Witness impressions and, you know, like, what are your feelings? So, if in eight months, you know, you come back to me and say, you know, I really feel like there was definitely some kind of abduction stuff going on, I would put more weight in that than if I came to the conclusion, like, oh, uh, you know, hey, uh, Charlie, I think you were abducted. That's, there's not as much weight in that for my part because that's just me from the outside making a call.
5: Either way, super weird.
2: Things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, if- for the record, I don't, no, i don't know if you know what was going on there i, I which again i would rely on on your impressions and your feelings because you were there
5: yeah yeah and like i said i thought then ghost but looking back i, I i'm starting to wonder so yeah as i as i kind of go through this stuff a little bit more too if, if more comes to, to fruition if i get if i remember some stuff i'll definitely reach out but yeah the the rest of the things that happened to me happened Probably, from my twenties on until most recent, just a couple weekends ago,
2: okay so, so when when they came back or when things started happening again, what was that?
5: yeah, so I guess when when things started happening again, it was I think it it must have been now that I'm thinking about it, when I met my now wife. It, one of the things we bonded over is that we were into this stuff. I remember thinking that was super cool. She's into Haley and she's into ghosts. Like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I married her. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would say that's probably when it sparked up again. We kind of share. I shared these stories with her, and she shared some stories uh, of her own. Uh, she she believed that there was some sort of activity in her house Um, she had living in her mom's basement at the time she had heard some shuffling around on the floor in the basement she would hear whispering things would kind of move around upstairs and i ended up i guess kind of staying there part-time we would kind of stay at my house couple nights her house a couple nights and and i experienced the same thing this shuffling around in the basement we heard some whispering. I thought it sounded like either mommy or help me. She thought it was saying her name, similar to those um, words, I guess. We kind of got back into it just having these experiences. We moved out of her mom's house, and uh, we were living in, in an apartment at that point. We, every summer, we'd go camping, and we'd go to Algonquin Provincial Park. So our first shared experience happened there. So we're hiking off the Highway 60 corridor that runs through Algonquin. And we're, we're walking through this kind of marshy area on a boardwalk. Um, in the middle of this boardwalk, all of a sudden we heard this screaming. And it was like, it was basically like a woman. I thought she, like either a woman was being killed, eaten by a bear, I don't even know. Like, it was terrible, terrible screaming. I've since, you know, after I came home and stuff, I I researched different animal sounds because I I know sometimes foxes can sound like screams, Mm -hmm. uh, different animals that can kind of sound like a human screaming, but I couldn't find anything that sounded, it was so perfectly just like a woman screaming. And we're standing there in the middle of this this boardwalk wondering, like, should we go make sure, like, is somebody hurt? And the screaming was coming from the part of the trail that we still had to walk, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not coming from behind us where we would already been. So we were, we were kind of just too nervous to do anything. We were freaking out. We're like, we, we had this crazy fear come on us and, we, you know... We're just standing there and we're like, let's just sit in the middle of this boardwalk. So we sat in the middle of this marsh on this boardwalk and ate our lunch, oddly enough, um, just trying to figure out, like, should we keep going? I don't know. Like, to me, looking back, it almost felt like the screaming because we had this reaction of like, oh, my gosh, we've got to go help. But then this like fear, like, no, this is not right. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like something was trying to get our attention to keep going that way. Mm -hmm looking back on it it wasn't until it was a couple years later we were watching a TV program on Bigfoot and they're describing you know this there are these guys describing um, this, this fear this dread and, and we definitely had that feeling like beyond just hearing somebody I get you know you hear somebody scream that's gonna that's gonna freak you out but it felt deeper than that and you know looking back they were talking about that you know it's like the they talked about the woods and stuff going quiet, and I was like, "You know what? That actually happened." Like I'm remembering back as I'm watching the show, thinking, "Like, yeah, everything got really, really quiet just before and then after that scream." And I didn't think really anything of it at the time until afterwards. Where it was almost like a like a, a cue to, for that memory to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, we would heard, you know, you hear the it, it's August, so you hear the cicadas a lot, yeah, buzzing. The birds, like there's there's so much wildlife in that area that there's quite a a lot of sound going on around you if if you're paying attention. But it, it, at that moment, there was just nothing. It was just dead silent. And I, like, for weeks, obsessively researched if, like, somebody got attacked by a bear, somebody got hurt in that park. Like, I was searching the, <laughs> searching the news thinking, like, something had to have happened. Unless somebody was just screwing around and screamed. But it, it, was, it was just really weird. I don't know whether it was, like, a, a Bigfoot encounter or whatever, but you hear stories in the Algonquin area more of, of the Wendigo. And you know the Wendigo mimics human voices and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's actually what I'm thinking more so than than Bigfoot but then watching that TV series and, and hearing about that silence and dread I was like, I don't know there was it was something weird I don't know what it was Did you end up walking in that direction then We did have to yeah and I was super creeped out the whole time <laughs> Nothing happened afterwards though. Mm-hmm. like we sat there for a while before we moved on I, I, I don't really know but yeah we definitely sat there for a bit before before going way.
2: so these two sounds associated with bigfoot not the only two of course but the two that i find kind of eerie and and uh questionable are the crying baby and the screaming woman because i think that we're programmed as humans to help other people and i think if you hear a crying baby you know generally people want to help that if you hear a screaming woman i think generally people want to want to help and if that's not what they are if this is something mimicking whether it's bigfoot or whatever else would make these sounds because i don't believe anybody's actually seen bigfoot make these sounds but it's it's attributed to bigfoot cuz they're happening in i guess in areas where bigfoot is if they're making those sounds to what end would that be if they're mimicking these sounds and there's not a lot of happy answers to that so pretty creepy thing
5: yeah and that's kind of how i felt at the time is that it was that's how i felt is that that noise was meant to draw us towards it
3: mm-hmm.
5: we were both just like mm, no yeah yeah it's <laughs> which is we'll think on this <laughs> right right yeah yeah those are among
2: some other things but the, those two things really do make me think about that phenomenon like what's the point in that like, what would be the purpose be to try to draw people in?
5: Well, and I found it interesting, too. Like, there are some, definitely some similarities between the Bigfoot experience and the Wendigo that you hear more of in that kind of Algonquin area with the, you know, the terrible smells, the mimicking of human voices or babies crying, that silence in the forest. Like, it's all kind of the similar symptoms of of different things right Um, yeah yeah it's just interesting
2: yeah i mean even a few years ago i think before people were a little bit more aware of you know first nations folklore and stuff i think a lot of people used wendigo and bigfoot fairly interchangeably
5: yeah i can see that yeah yeah
1: I mean,
5: that happened, didn't really scare us off of looking into stuff. We ended up moving to a different area in in kind of the greater Toronto area that is is known for having quite a few haunted spots. So um, we got into the habit of doing some ghost hunts and, and that sort of thing. So we had some experiences through that. We investigated one place where we ended up, both of us that night, I don't know if it was just the experience or not, but both of us had terrible nightmares. My wife had a a nightmare of a a man just, like, right in her face. I have had this dream a couple times, which is concerning, that my wife has actually had to wake me up from. And this was, I think, the first time I had it. I have dreams where, like, I'm possessed. Um, I don't know how I feel about demons and, and, and... what that actually is or whatever like i'm I'm not a very religious person but i have these it's happened a couple times of being possessed and i feel in the dream like this anger that like i turn animalistic to to a certain degree and my wife actually has to wake me up because i'm like growling in my sleep oh wow and making like this, like guttural, like kind of like throat noise that's that terrifies her. <laughs> mm-hmm. This was the first time I had this, but it's it, it has happened a couple times. More so at a house we lived in just a couple years ago, where I would say we had the most amount of experiences. But yeah, so so that happened when we're living in this in this house uh, at this time frame. This was twenty. 20- Sixteen, I guess twenty sixteen yeah, we're living in this house that was built by the only family that lived in in it. It was built in the forties by the husband and he raised his family, um, brought his wife there, and he worked in like the shipyards, so some of the the finishes in the home like we had like all the railing going upstairs was like the old railing from a ship it was beautiful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah, when we were living there, we just kept having the only thing we had happen there was this whistling. We'd be watching TV and you'd just all of a sudden hear like this. (whistles) Like, and it would be like, you'd be like cooking dinner would happen or like it just, it would happen at random times. And it was only when we lived in that house. There was nobody outside like calling their cats or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would just, it would just happen. We'd be sitting there watching TV. It would, and we'd look at each other like, yeah, you heard that? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we had that happen. Our time living in that, that area too, we saw we saw a UFO at this lookout spot and we kind of just watched it fly around for a while before it disappeared. was it air- like just a light or was there more to it than that? It was just a light. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, kind of not like a white light, more of like it had more of like a greenish hue to it. Mm-hmm. And was just moving in in the weirdest of ways. It would like shoot sideways and kind of diagonal. Like it was just kind of dancing around. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't look like any, you know. And this is pre drones and that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the weird part is I don't really remember that happening. My wife remembers that more than I do. But yeah, it was. It, we did another investigation into another place where I, I had that same possession dream. Yeah, so I don't know, not not a ton, but you know, we do we did a little ghost hunting, so we had some stuff happen. Um, start poking around in it, you're gonna you're probably gonna experience some stuff. Mm-hmm. At this stage in our life, too, like we thought, oh, how cool would it be to to live in a haunted house and like have some solid like we could investigate, we'd have some solid evidence, at least to ourselves, like there's some stuff happening. So, yeah, we we kind of joked around about it when we were living there. And then we decided to move out of the greater Toronto area up into, I'm okay talking about kind of where I am, Georgian Bay area. So the house we moved into up there, we had a lot happen. So the house itself was built kind of late, mid to late 1800s. The story we were told is that it was connected to the house beside it at one point but separated off later on when it was connected to the house beside it it was a hotel uh, it was a hotel that would have been on a railroad that came through there and story goes is that this hotel was a little bit more than a hotel it may have been a brothel. Mm-hmm. I have found maps that show it being a hotel. I haven't found anything about mention about a brothel, but I don't know that there would have been mention of that kind of thing anyway. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah, I think a lot of hotels were hotels plus back in the day. (laughs)
5: yeah so that's that's what this place was so so the story goes i've i've heard from quite a few people in town whose families have been there for for generations that yeah there is you know that is the rumor but it seems to be that quite a a few people have that same rumor so i i believe that probably did go on there so you kind of things started at that house like day one uh when we moved up there my wife went up ahead of me just to do some cleaning and stuff before I got there with the movers. So she's, she's cleaning and stuff, doing a quick, you know, mop, that sort of thing. And day one, she starts seeing, like, kind of shadows out of the corner of the eye. Just felt like she was being watched. The house itself had, like, an addition. The back part of it was an addition, but the front part was all original. And in that front part, there were, like, the windows that were kind of cut out, like in the kitchen, just like those decorative open, like they've got the pillars, but then you've got like a little ledge. So Mm -hmm. be like something would peak above that. And the height of that, that ledge would have been probably maybe about three feet off the three and a half, four feet. So, you know, my, my wife was cleaning and she kept kind of seeing this thing kind of peak above that ledge. So I get there and she's like, dude, I think we finally got a haunted house. (laughs) This might be kind of cool. It, it was not cool uh, at, at all. That it, was it, my
2: next question. Is, so, what was it like? Kind of said, I want to live in a haunted house, and then living in one.
5: It was not fun. You know, it it, it kind of it progressed. Like we just see shadow figures and stuff a lot of the times, but it would start to progress to the point. So we started having mood changes. Just anger out of nowhere like i'd be sitting there watching tv and i'd feel like this i'm i'm a very calm person i'm not it usually takes a lot to get me angry probably nice to a fault uh, <laughs> and uh out of nowhere i would just get like this rage just building up in me and i'd just be watching like a comedy show on tv or something when when this would would happen both of us kind of started slipping into a, a bit of a depression when we were there. We started off as a, a bit of a depression and, and got much worse. Yeah, so we're seeing these these figures. I started to have these dreams of this woman. She was very thin in the face, long dark hair, and I don't know whether her mouth actually looked like this or if this is just the way it presented, but she would... kind of sitting on this couch and she'd have a man under each arm and she'd have this impossibly wide grin like almost like the joker kind of smile Mm -hmm. with the bright red lipstick and she just looked like she had like this air of like power right like she's got a guy under each arm yeah i don't know she just presented really powerful and i kept having this dream and it it wouldn't actually be like nothing was happening in this, this dream. It would just always be this same image of me just, lo- I don't even know. Yeah, it was just like me looking at this woman sitting on this couch with these two men smiling at me. And then normally I would kind of wake up or, or like that would just be it. That, that'd be all I would remember of the dream each time. So I thought like it was just weird that I was having reoccurring dreams. So like, I mentioned it to my wife one day. I got to the point, I was like, I got to tell her about these dreams. So I tell her about this dream and I start describing the woman and she's like, and the smile. I was like, what? you know, like she was all of a sudden she starts describing the mouth. And I was wow. like, what do you, do you know? Like, what are you talking about? So apparently she had been dreaming of this same woman. Wow. With the same long, dark hair, this thin face, this impossibly wide grin. Like I just let her describe her and I was like, yep. Same person, but her dreams were taking place in the basement of the house. What was happening is she would be there and this woman would slowly climb on top of her to the point where her face would be right over her face and she'd be doing that terrifying <sighs> humor <in her>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. So... She had some other dreams, too, where she would be under the other part of the house, the addition. And there were kind of, under this part, it was was a true crawl space. There were heaping piles of dirt. And in her dream, she'd be climbing over these piles of dirt. And in her dream, she said she would know, like, there was something under there. There was something there. In her dream, she never dug it up, and I didn't go exploring down there, ever. Yeah, yeah. But she sensed that this woman would be behind her, kind of chasing her out of the larger part of the basement into this crawl space area. And there'd be moments where, you know, I'd fall asleep on the couch watching TV and my wife would be sitting there and she'd see out of the corner of her eye this figure standing in the bathroom doorway that you could kind of see if you're sitting on the couch, be off to your left-hand side. So she would see this this woman in the doorway and, it, like, just or this figure, sorry, and at one point rushed her like she saw it coming out of her uh, the corner of her eye coming at her and she turned kind of look at it gone at this point too as things are progressing the depression got much worse both of us were extremely depressed we had extreme impulse issues around drinking and that sort of thing which is is not our style it was affecting our mood whatever energy or something was lingering in this house all through this time too we were we were trying to conceive and it just it wasn't happening and and looking back now if this truly was a brothel and maybe this woman was somebody connected to that i just think like her anger towards us trying to conceive and all that kind of stuff like maybe it had something to do like in a brothel if a woman gets pregnant well she's kind of you know like that would be bad for business sure yeah that was kind of my feeling about it i Um, didn't
2: want to say it in case you were still looking for a haunted house but before when you were saying oh you know we were hoping we could move into a haunted house my first thought was yeah you better be careful what you wish for there you might not like it it's one mm -hmm. thing to go into somebody else's haunted house but when you have to live with it it's an entirely different thing
5: So different, yeah. I mean, it'd be different if it was a happy, fun ghost, but this was, you know, or or just the energy. I don't know if it was, you know, spirit or what, but whatever energy was was lingering in that house was very, very negative. Right, Um,
2: yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing. You can't call it in, too. It's like some people have these very kind of benevolent, fun ghosts, and, you you know, you can't always call that, get your choice, you know.
5: uh, (laughs) Do party tricks.
2: Yeah, you you get what you get, I guess. (laughs)
5: Yeah. We got a doozy. I even had, like, a buddy stay over one time, and he took a nap in the front bedroom that was part of the original house. He woke up with with a growl. Uh, something was growling mm-hmm. at him in that bedroom. Um, that's how he woke up. But, yeah, it was, you know, yeah, one night we're watching TV, too. I uh, My cat kind of perks up like there's something behind me. And, f- he, like, he's looking behind me and all of a sudden jumps off the couch runs towards the back bedroom which is where we sleep and i just thought it was kind of weird behavior so i thought i just what is he doing like is there a mouse in here or something like we get mice in there from time to time so i thought oh, crap we've got another mouse in here so i follow him back to the back bedroom and he stopped in the in the threshold of the doorway to the bedroom and his fur's all poofed up so i look at what he's looking at and he's looking at our bed and in our bed was as if somebody were laying under the covers there was a full body shape like somebody was completely covered under the covers Mm -hmm. so I freaked out and I ran back to my wife and I was like there's somebody in her bed you have to come see this she comes back and the sheets were fine (laughs) they they were they were kind of rumpled but they were like they were flat Mm -hmm, mm and like this night I was not you know not drinking. I wasn't smoking anything. Like I was, (laughs) I was stone cold sober. So I don't know what that was. My cat saw something. I saw something. It was weird. There was another night too. I'm laying in bed and I hear whispering, breathing beside me on the opposite side of where my wife is. So I'm sitting there and here, I'm trying to hear if I can pick up words, but it was just like this breathy whisper. I couldn't figure out words or anything. And I like all of a sudden like something like laid on me, but like in me, I don't know, it was super weird. Like like somebody just laid over top of my body like they just kind of like went into my body. Um I felt like this energy kind of come over me and I just I freaked out and I left the room. <laughs> I left my wife in there. <laughs> <laughs> my thought is it wants me anyways i'm out i'm going to the living room so i i kind (laughs) of she likes to make fun of me for that point that i just abandoned (laughs) this terrible ghost lady all this happened um you know as as the landlord we we moved out of there we lasted a year and i was like we gotta move like we can't stay here the mental health we weren't conceiving this child we wanted so badly and Yes, yeah, so the landlord told us basically, so the person that lived there before us, it was a mom and son. And the son had actually taken his own life, not in the house, but outside the house. Uh, we would also found out there were some drug overdoses. There was a drug overdose on the front lawn where somebody passed. We also have a, a friend that's living there now who thought we were crazy when we told him, oh, dude, you're you're moving into a haunted house, good luck. But he did have something. He's pretty turned off to that stuff, and he literally thought we were nuts, but he did have something happen where he thought he saw somebody walk through the house. So mm. that was kind of weird. But yeah, after we moved out, I did a FaceTime call with my niece, um, who had been at our house at, at that place. Um, this was after we moved into a new place. And my niece was asking um, on this FaceTime call, where the lady went I was like, like I thought she was referring to my wife. I was like, Oh, she's right here. And she's like, no, the lady with the black hair and the red lipstick, like she started describing this woman. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was kind of freaky. The whole time I lived there too, I had false awakenings all the time, which was, I've never had them any other time in my life. I would wake up, get ready for work, go to leave and wake up.
2: Oh, or, oh that's yeah. That, yeah. Those are weird dreams. If they're dreams, whatever they are, they're weird.
5: Yeah, it happened a lot there. Never happened before, never happened after. So I just, I found it kind of weird that it was only that place where I, where it happened. I think with this space too, like there's, you know, it was on a railroad. It's right by a river that is north flowing. I've heard that could be, that, that sometimes is a thing um, with, with areas of kind of, you know, some high strangeness going on.
3: Mm-hmm
2: yeah well, this seems like a perfect kind of liminal yeah bee's nest, really, you know, from everything that was going on there
5: exactly yeah, yeah that's uh I, you know i've I've looked at um geomagnetic maps too, and the area we're living in is kind of a higher geomagnetic field uh-huh. um which you know again, I don't know how much to to read into that, but that does seem to kind of coincide with. Areas.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah, I mean, so, you know people sent magnetic anomaly maps of the area I'm in, and you know that that area toad road that that I spend so much time on. there's a big magnetic anomaly that just runs right along there i mean it's it's this it's the road, basically, a couple of the other places that site like seven place we go to, big magnetic anomaly, so you know whether it's coincidence or not, I don't know, but there there certainly seem to be at the places where these weird things happen.
5: Oh, yeah, there is like, yeah, it's kind of all, all around us um, where we are kind of up the Bruce Pen- Peninsula, like Lake Huron is a huge geomagnetic field. So and, and you, know, you read into some Canadian folklore and it's all about like the, the, you know, the sea monsters or I guess they'd be lake monsters <laughs> in the Great Lakes and stuff from there we moved uh and everything stopped we, our moods you know got better Every, everything everything was fine after that we ended up the next time we tried to conceive we did wow uh, so yeah <laughs> so it was, it was very strange and then you know not not much between that house and then just recently maybe cuz mm-hmm. i've i've kind of started trying to explore my my childhood memories around this stuff you know, I started hiking this one trail near where I work. It's literally like an eight-minute drive from where I work, and I get an hour lunch, so I go and just do a quick hike. And started hiking this trail, and I would just kind of feel weird on it, just kind of eerie feelings at certain parts of the trail. I had my phone drain the one day there. I got there, and my battery was, I was like, 65% in and around there. I go to leave and it's it's probably a 30-40 minute hike that I did. I'm not on my phone. It's just in my pocket. It wasn't a cold day. I go to get in the car and my phone is just dead. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of weird. Uh, along the trail too, I don't know what to make of this, whether it's just you know human activity, but all along the trail the one day I kept finding this light blue like sea glass it was just kind of like it'd be random parts on the trail not just one section like i'd find some here then you know like go another half a kilometer i'd find some more it was just all throughout where i was walking i don't know what to make of it i actually started picking it up and i was putting it in my pocket and then at the end i kind of just i got to the end i was like I don't know, i'm just gonna toss this <laughs> i can't really know why i'm collecting this but, yeah, so I actually had something happen on this trail with my son the other weekend. So I took my son hiking just to get out of the house. He's 23 months, loves hiking. We've, we've brought him hiking ever since he could walk, basically. So we took him out, and I was, I was kind of questioning my choices as a parent uh, taking him hiking here. A, just because it felt kind of weird a couple times there, and B, it was a really, really windy day. So we're hiking, really windy, He's loving it. We're having a great time. Um, and then all of a sudden we get to this spot and he asked me to pick him up. Um, so I thought, oh, it's weird. He's tired already. But okay, yeah, I mean, I'll pick you up for a bit if you need a little break. And as I pick him up, he clung tightly to my, my neck. And and at the same time he's he's clinging on to me, all of a sudden I got this terrible feeling of like just dread. And I asked him, I was like, what's wrong? Are you scared? And he kind of gripped on tighter and he said yes. Hmm. Uh, And I asked him what he was scared of, and he starts pointing into the forest off to the left saying, it's dark, it's dark. my son's not afraid of the dark. He sleeps in the pitch black. Like, he's never complained about it before. He's never been afraid of the dark, right? Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. So as he's pointing and saying it's dark I, I noticed like there was the wind had completely stopped there was no wind, no bird sounds and there are a ton of birds on this trail. so I thought this is this is too weird like I've got this terrible feeling in the pit of my stomach so I just held on to him and I' just pick up my pace and I see there's a' it's kind of like a, a trail that kind of shortcuts to the end so I thought, okay screw it. We're cutting this hike short. We're taking this shortcut. <laughs> he's a pretty heavy fellow. So I put him down as we get to this little shortcut. And then he's, st- as we're walking, he starts asking where would monster go, where'd monster go pointing oh, into wow. the, and I, I don't, I didn't even know he knew the word monster. First of all, I've never really talked to him, but it was kind of around Halloween. So maybe he had, you know, see, we'd seen some decorations on people's lawns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden he stops, and he kind of crouches down, and he's pointing into the woods. And he's going, monster, monster, monster. And he's, he's pointing, and I'm like, where, buddy? I don't see anything. And he's pointing to the same spot, like so adamant. Like, he sees something there, and I can't see anything. He's point- He kept pointing after, after a while. I feel like he got tired of me not catching on, and he just kind of straightened up, waved into the forest, and said, bye, monster, and just kept going. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah so uh i drove home uh, <laughs> got him in the car drove home um when i got home i told my wife about this so she started asking him like buddy did you see a monster on the trail did you see something and you saying yeah and and so you know it's, it's hard to get a description out of him because he's 23 months and you know he's not got huge vocabulary at this point but he's really good with his colors. So my wife asked him what color was it and he said it it was green. Hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know what that was but he saw something I felt something for sure and the the forest just went completely dead after we got out of that area too the wind you know every I started noticing oh the wind's back I'm hearing birds again so I don't know what to make of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the mouths of babes. Yeah. 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 I, I had a chance to go back actually to that trail and I kind of want to, cause we've, we've had a fresh snow. So I want to get a look around just to see if I notice anything. It's, it's a pretty marshy area i've noticed off in the woods i don't know if they're like the tree structures or some there's stuff back there i, I haven't explored just because i've been kind of when i've gone there in the past um just trying to get through it really quick just a quick little lunchtime exercise right, right,
3: right
5: yeah but i kind of want to go back and check out it looked like there was some just some weird structures off off the path into the forest a bit so, yeah, so that was the most recent experience. And then ever since uh, you kind of reached back out to say, hey, do you want to come on the show? And I, I listened to this episode recently. I think it was a recent one. I kind of go back and forth from the recent to the old ones, kind of catching up meeting them in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had some guys on that were talking about triple-digit times.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. It's happened every day, sometimes multiple times a day for myself since since we got connected. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. And I don't know normally if I notice a time on my phone it's always the 1234, the 1234. Mhm. It's always been a thing I've noticed. I I'd notice it a lot when there's something huge happening in my life. I've noticed something kind of transitional or that sort of thing. So I've always kind of just seen it as a, a uh, pay attention things are happening kind of thing right The um, yeah, yeah. this time is important like not the time of day but this time in your life is is important is is kind of what i've attributed it to that i just need to be more present mm-hmm. in those moments so yeah since we got connected i'll wake up at 4:40 4 a.m. you know i'd notice the the i'll get in my car turn it on it'll be 5:55 p.m. Mm-hmm. or um, you know I, I two twenty like literally every day. I started writing it down when it happened, but the one I keep seeing a lot is the three thirty three That one is is both morning and night I'm waking up and then I'm seeing it in the daytime too. but yeah, multiple days it, like it it'll be like I get a five fifty five am My alarm does not go off at that time. Mm-hmm. I actually don't have an alarm. I'm just waking up or like 4.44 a.m., and then I'll get one in the afternoon as well. Every single day consecutively. Sometimes multiple times. I don't know what to make of that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, those guys were doing some pretty serious research on it. I'm sure they would have more to say if you reached out to them. In fact, now that you reminded me of them, I kind of want to contact them because I know they were having ongoing experiences. I want to check back in with them. You know, other than knowing it's a thing I don't know what to make of that that's just an odd thing
5: I just kind of am attributing it to like maybe because I'm starting to really seriously get back into this stuff like over the last two years uh since getting out of that house and like in COVID I started up uh like a just like a paranormal Facebook group for this area for folks to share their stories and I've been reading those stories reading into the areas that they're happening and stuff like that so i kind of just attribute it to the fact that i'm looking into things maybe mm-hmm. i don't know yeah hey that might be all it takes yeah i wonder yeah it's, it's just kind of kind of bizarro and the uh i you know the whole liminal places and and extreme you know having act- activity happen around that and i i wonder too if you can have, it lim- like, have that liminal thing in 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 like a person, like it, it, when you're going through, you know, transitional oh, periods. Oh, absolutely,
2: absolutely, yeah,
5: yeah. So, yeah, when I was at that that terrible house that I was living at, you know, I kind of I kind of figured some stuff out about myself then. Um, so I'm actually transgendered. Um, so started transitioning through COVID, and then all this weird stuff started happening. So, like, I am literally, <laughs> you know, like I'm a liminal person right now, kind Yeah. Kinda, yeah. You know, like, so I almost wonder if, if that, you know, uh, can be attributed to an increase in me noticing these kinds of things or having these experiences. Um, it it may be. Sorry, I don't have a better answer, but you know, my gut
2: says yes, but. The other part of me says, you know, we probably don't get to know.
5: We we just get to speculate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Charlie, thank you so much for sharing your stories. Yeah, no worries, man. I just noticed we've been talking for one hour and 11 minutes. I'll just point that out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect.
5: Good note to end it on.
2: Well, Allison.
4: That's a deep subject. You have brought here,
2: mm-hmm. by the way, while we're interrupting each other, <laughs> someone said their favorite moment in all Strange Familiars history was on the recent patron show where I said, guess what, and you just said chicken butt. They <laughs> that was hands down their favorite Strange Familiars moment.
4: I think it's because of my nuanced approach to Bigfoot mythology and... Uh, mm-hmm. Chicken butts. And chicken butts, <laughs> which is a sub-variant of um, the chupacabra, actually. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Don't we... write until... I know what a chupacabra... Don't write until... <laughs> <me that. laughs>
2: what have you brought for us for our Curiosity of the Week?
4: I brought a beautiful little case type. So another cased image. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is in a nice little case with two doves on the front of it.
2: Images of two doves. There aren't yeah. two doves stapled to the front of this case.
4: Not on this particular one, now. What's kind of confusing is when you look at these case images, it's not immediately apparent, unless you're a total nerd, whether it's a daguerreotype, an type, or a tintype. I already told you what this is, but would you you have guessed otherwise? It's not a quiz, really. I guess it is. Well,
2: I know it's not a daguerreotype by looking at it. It doesn't have that kind of mirrored finish to it. And at this point, honestly, I forget what you told me it was.
4: It's an early tin.
2: I was going to say, I think it's a tin, mm-hmm. but I was.
4: Yeah, I actually opened it up to double check. Okay. Like, yeah. Some of those really early tins just look like amber types because it's really almost the same thing, just the, the substrate's different.
2: These cases are so neat. Find me empty ones. I'm going to put drawings in them.
4: Yeah, but don't take the images out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I know. not the... like, That was very popular in the 70s. People would put dried flowers in them and they just pitch the pictures.
2: Oh, my goodness.
4: And then there was a brief period of time I heard where people were, where I guess the silver market was pretty high in the 70s, and they were trying to get the silver off of the plates, and people were like, well, who wants a picture of someone they don't know? And they just ditch them. But I think we're seeing more and more people are starting to value them again, I guess.
2: It's like we were saying before we hit record. Some of these cased images are...
4: We're coming up on close to 200 years. Yeah.
2: And I honestly think they're undervalued for what they are. I think a lot of things are overvalued in the antiques market right now.
4: I mean, you're talking about a swung glass vase from the sixties. How much more that is worth than a one of a kind totally individual photograph of a human person from nearly two hundred years ago
2: right right and the the care and presentation to these that put in these cases and
4: there's so many different elements to it, and they're like these aesthetic choices the whole time that you could change, and they're variable, and then and the fact that this is like perhaps the one, the one image of a, of a person, right? Like I just I can't. Yeah,
2: that's, that's what's I mean, always. Like, I, I just I know it's our thing, so we buy it. But I, I really do think they're undervalued for what they are. I really do.
4: Yeah, you think about a little miniature painting of this size, how much that would be worth? It. Much more. Mm-hmm. This is a particularly nice case. I like this one with the two doves and a little fountain and a bouquet and double hinges. It's just beautiful.
2: So we will be putting an image of this in the show notes. If you click on that, it'll take you to our Etsy shop where you can purchase that and other curiosities of the week. We still have some old photos of the week left.
4: I just got, like, within the past month, probably mm, 40 or so more cased images. So I feel like if you want a particular thing, like a kid or... A baby or an old lady. (laughs) I will have a
2: cat on a tombstone.
4: If you could see the disdain. (laughs) Sure, sure, sure. I'll get you one of those. Have you ever seen the one? I think it's a squirrel that was someone's pet. It's a post mortem squirrel. No, it's a pretty famous one. I don't know if it's at the Nelson-Adkins or if it's at the Met, but. It's a lot of people's favorite photograph, but it's a, a post-mortem squirrel, like, dressed up and in a coffin. It's the, it's perhaps the coolest picture wow. out to mankind. That is neat. I still think of one that we we didn't get, um, like, just missed out on, on a bid, like, 25 years ago when eBay was first starting. It was, like, this girl who had a, her doll in a coffin. And oh, it was like yeah. And there was water in it. It was, like, oh. one of the most beautiful images ever. And we just... It was amazing, yeah. And for some reason, I guess we didn't know how to do a screenshot then either. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have, but I wouldn't yeah. have known how to do it.
2: Yeah, way, way back.
4: Way back when you could sell things on eBay without photographs. Yeah. That was a fun time, the Wild West.
2: When you go to our Etsy shop, you will find lots of wondrous, strange things there. Mm-hmm. Besides photos, you'll find my books. All of my books are there including Apparitions, my art book. One of the few places you can get Apparitions. You can get it from us. You can get it from John at Riverbend.
4: And you can get an American Daydream.
2: And an American Daydream. That's about it. My books come signed when you get them from Etsy. I've heard people are saying they make great Christmas gifts. Are they? People are saying that? People are saying mm -hmm.
4: Some very fine people are saying that?
2: Yes. Strange Familiar's T-shirts are there. Go in the dark and standard Awoken Tree Designs. Artwork, prints and originals, and more. Our Etsy shop name is Lost Grave. If you type in Strange Familiars, however, our stuff will come up. Hey, speaking of Etsy, Chad is still having his knife sale at his Etsy shop. I forget the date that ends, but I know it's still going on right now. So run to Chad's Etsy shop and check out the knife sale. His shop is Ruck Rabbit Outdoors. And our friends at Karmic Garden are also on Etsy. They have... Lots of nice smelling things, soaps and sprays and personal care items and such, including a strange familiar scent, which I hear is pretty popular with the
4: ladies. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That's what they, that's what she told me. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was not my lack of faith in the smell, which I, you know, the scent I actually do like. It was like the subtle hype master for yourself. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look. I'm not selling it. <laughs> uh,
4: it's, people are saying I'm very popular with the ladies. <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: No, not me. Just the Strange Familiar's.
4: <laughs> Just your smell.
2: It was the smell we chose together,
4: Allison. <laughs> Real scent should be musty books.
2: Over at the Flowered Path, that other podcast that I do.
4: People are saying it's good.
2: Please like and subscribe, Strange Familiar's <laughs> people. Come on over. You don't even have to listen. Just subscribe <laughs> and like. <laughs> No, I think I think there's a lot in common with strange Familiars between uh, the flower path and strange similars. You know, I talk about the kind of stranger aspects of the Saint phenomenon, along with the the normal. You know, I give a biography, but I always make to sure sure to hit the miracles and and so forth.
4: Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways in in even if you aren't particularly religious. There's a historical aspect. There's a mystical aspect. There's a yeah a, a wondrous aspect to it.
2: In any case, I'm preparing a show. It, it should be the next regular show of The Flower Path, and it's a very Strange Familiars show. So I might drop that in Strange Familiars feed as well as The Flower Path feed because it's, it's a very, very Strange Familiars topic, I think. I think is this strange about Familiars the headless people? No, I've already done that one.
4: Oh, okay. That seems Strange Familiars,
2: right? Well, I, like I said, there's a lot of crossover. I think, I think all of these stories should appeal to Strange Familiars folks, but no, this next one... It's a doozy. I'll give a little preview. How's this? Okay. It's about a woman who gets repeatedly and frequently visited by spirits of the past, P-A-S-S-E-D, spirits of the dead. One of them she describes, now this is from the 1920s. She's looking at it, and it appears the apparition takes on a checked pattern, like flannel man.
4: Interesting.
2: Yeah. The Flower Path episodes are less me doing commentary, more just me, like, telling the stories. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do that, and then I'll do sort of a commentary on it. I I don't know if that'll be, like, a Flower Path bonus thing, or if I'll just do that on Strange Familiars or what, but have a kind of Flower Path-Strange Familiars crossover episode, I guess, with this upcoming. It'll be a bonus thing for Strange Familiars, folks. I don't know how long it's going to take me to put together, though, because I'm— Taking these accounts from this woman's diary, which she wrote, I think, from 1921 to 1929. And I'm just in 1922 right now. So I have a long way to go. It's going to be a very deep dive on this because it's really, really interesting stuff, as I said. Theflowerpath.com, and you can follow The Flower Path wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a YouTube channel as well. If you don't mind subscribing there, that would help me out. What else is new, Allison?
4: Oh, I can't think of anything in particular.
2: I think we covered it all for now. Yep. Christmas show upcoming with Brother Richard.
4: It's always a favorite.
2: Yeah, so we'll have that as our Christmas show. Probably do uh, at least one other Christmas show, maybe two as well this year. So lots of content coming up. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll be back soon with more Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts. Music, books, art, podcasts, and more. Intro and background music is by Stone Breath. If you want to hear more or purchase music by Stone Breath, you can go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com. Strange Familiars is on Facebook, facebook.com/strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars Gathering group. We're on Instagram at strangefamiliars one word, and you can find us on the web at strangefamiliars.com.
3: Is on Alice is a long time gone, my friend. Alice is a long time gone. Oz is very far away, my friend. Alice is a long time gone. time